and then I can see the clock as well. Go right ahead. Yeah. I don't care. It's whatever. I don't give a damn. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Welcome back to the Independent and Unstable Podcast. We have your hosts, myself, Lacey, and the lovely, as always, Julie. Uh, <laughs> what? I can't compliment my best friend? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not without a reason. What do you think this is? A normal friendship where we hug? It's disgusting. When's the last time you think we hugged? Um, <laughs> your senior banquet? Maybe. Not even mine, probably yours. I came to yours because I got my American FFA degree recognition. Yeah, I don't think you hugged me, though. I don't know. I hugged you because I gave a retiring address because I was president two years in a row. <laughs> Not, no need to flex, but you know. <laughs> so I gave my retiring address as a junior, and I addressed you, Mark, and... Kirsten and Kirsten. Kevin, right? We're just name-dropping everybody. Okay? <laughs> I don't Kirsten know. Kirsten messaged me and said she's been listening to the podcast, and she's really enjoyed it. So oh, well, that's good. You. Thank you, Kirsten. Congrats so, on getting engaged, if you right. hear this. Um, so, um, crap, I had a thought, and then I just lost it. Oh, I would literally give you a kidney, but I haven't hugged you in six I years. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, I'm I hug just... my grandparents, and sometimes I hug my husband. The only person I want to hug is my baby, and she won't hug me back. She's she a little shit. affection like that. I'm sure she'll eventually like it. Like, I feel like once they get to, the, like... The toddler stage because like my little niece alice all she wants is huggies especially from her mom but like i feel like she's just so small she's in that wiggly stage where she's just like i can crawl i gotta go i'm i think it's just because she fucking hates me <laughs> i don't think she hates you. you she loves you yeah she <laughs> likes me <laughs> she tolerates me yeah well she needs me to survive quite literally so. yeah that's very true so she also liked me a little bit yeah so how you been i've been living <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately i woke up um so my little sister told me that we needed to trigger warn every every podcast so um the episode where we talked about the incestuous Mm. guy who didn't understand why people didn't see their siblings naked as Mm -hmm. adults yeah um she listens to it while she eats her lunch sometimes at work. Oh. Um, so we- and she unfortunately started eating her food when we were talking about dick crusties. Ooh. Um, so she had to turn it off because she was eating. <laughs> My apologies, Kelsey. And she was like, you really need a trigger warning. I said, the whole podcast is a trigger warning. Yeah. So unfortunate for you that you were eating during it, but that's your fault. Yeah, like, thank you for listening, but, like, sorry. Like, you know us as people. It was so funny because I thought for sure she was going to bring up when I told the story about her dropping the food container and eating the glass. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. And she's like, you were talking about, like, crusties. <laughs> and I was like, yep. Sure I did. that one. Speaking of that story, I actually, to uh, convince myself that I wasn't in pain yesterday, told Erica, mm-hmm. our tattoo artist, that story. And she literally about lost her shit. I fucking love Erica. I do, too. Yeah, I got my whole calf tattooed yesterday. Sucks. Like, literally... Well, I mean, it's a piece of skin that doesn't get beat up a whole lot, you know? Well, like, the first part was golden. Like, I was good. Like, I have a vlog coming on it. And the first footage you see, I'm like, yeah, we're good. And, like, even the knee pit in the beginning was fine. But the problem was is she had to work from the bottom up so that when she was wiping, she didn't wipe away the stencil. So the last 
parsh. I tried to say portion and part at the same time. The last part was the knee pit where the ears were and my whole calf was already swollen and throbbing and then it was the worst part to have attached it was so bad i've never like what are you gonna do when she actually does like the back of your knee we're gonna start with it when i have the most energy we've already decided because i have another appointment coming in january and i was like all right listen those flowers that you just outlined those are going first like you're gonna do those because i mean like i'm talking like in, in, in the bendy she might not even do the bendy like i might be a puss but like literally <laughs> literally because when she was doing the line work of the flowers that is like right near the crease mm-hmm. was fine weird but like fine it was just because like if people julie knows this now because you got your first big piece not too long ago but when you get a lot of big pieces you your body reaches a cap so like any tattoo is uncomfortable like there's some places i'll be honest yesterday i almost did fall asleep in one spot because there's certain parts of your calf where you don't have a lot of nerves so like when people say they fall asleep sometimes i can believe them but i also think that they probably had like two or three hour tattoos well like my first tattoo was probably maybe an hour Mm mm-hmm and I fell asleep. The guy thought I passed out. Yeah. And like you got on your shoulder blade. That's very understandable. But right. I really wish. Pe- now covering that tattoo up, there was no fucking falling asleep. No. Can I tell you, there's nobody I hated more that day than Erica. It was her. Yeah. That fucking bitch. Because, and that's what I want to talk about. Because I think everyone tries to act like a hard ass. First of all, let's all just admit at some point in time, tattoos do hurt because it's right. needles going into your fucking yep. body. I had to explain that to my sister the other day. Two like the people who are like you they always like i'm sorry i'm not trying to be a dick but like they're always people that have tattoos that took four hours or less once you sit there once your body has been through constant needling for five hours that's my cap once i hit five hours my body starts to say hey stop yeah like literally i'm not ashamed literally ripping open your skin and then wiping it with a dry paper towel and she used alcohol to wipe my leg off and i already like to clean off before she started the tattoo which is like normal like that's normal protocol to make sure the skin is dry like Mm -hmm. it's very sterile but i already have dry skin and i don't put lotion on before i go to a tattoo because of that so my skin was so dry that my skin was catching the ink so she had to extra rub my skin and but like it just drives me insane because people try to like invalidate your pain like i've still got a whole leg sleeve like i'm doing the damn thing but i'm not going to be afraid to admit i'm posting the vlog i cried at the end the last 45 like half hour the well the full last half hour probably i was crying and like curled up because we wanted to finish the wolf but my body was done my calf in the videos if you watch that one video i sent you you can watch my calf twitch like i'm standing still but my leg is literally like (laughs) dancing and once she stopped tattooing i was like it was a sigh of relief but my leg is super red and sore today like yeah it's mad at me i mean that's better than what mine looked like my skin was red and sore by like hour four and she was like i don't know if we're gonna get to finish it today and then she finished it and i was like yeah like it was literally so bad and like i told her i was like i'm not mad at you because like she's like i felt so bad because you were crying i was like i knew like that's just how i am as a person crying for me is more of a release now that i'm older and i'm not ashamed to do it so like i just knew if i cry it might help me a little bit the end of my tattoo listen i didn't i because i did cry i mm-hmm. didn't cry cry but like i te- i was tearing up and mm-hmm. i was like i'm a strong bitch i'm not about to fucking cry so i was fine until she was she goes hey lacy we hand me the white ink out of the cabinet so i can mix mix up some white ink to do highlights and i was like i want to fucking kill myself <laughs> she literally was like we're not going to do what Hila said. I said, you're fucking right. Because, like, literally, it wasn't even just when the needle was in my leg. Like, anytime oh, yeah, no. she touched my calf, yep. my calf was on 
fire. Like I rose, like I raised myself up, and my arms were shaking. Well, the taking a break doesn't help either, because no. then your skin's finally like okay. We, we're good and then you're like by the time you're back to normal it's like Nyeh. yeah but i'm glad it's done uh we know what we're doing for the next session in january we're gonna fill in the flowers we're gonna add my um deceased dog's paw print and then add some more like floral leafy stuff and then fill in the flowers on my front and so those all we can break up so i was like knee pit first get that shit done and then go everywhere else because i know everywhere else will be bearable mm-hmm. that knee pit though i'm telling you i'm a strong bitch i've sat through all my other tattoos like a boss that knee pit, that'll put you on your fucking ass. I don't care how tough you are. Well, it never gets the brunt of anything, you know what I mean? You hit something, you hit it with your... your yeah, shirt. my kneecap was fine. Gucci. You were in Spain without... <laughs> I was in Spain the without the P. Julie put me on her Snapchat story when I was getting my knee tattoo because I was on my she period. she was like squirmy. Yeah. And it wasn't even that she was like doing this stupid little fucking face. I'll post it to the Instagram because I saved it. <laughs> but like she was doing like this like to the music like just making all these dumbass faces. So I took a video of her and I was like she's in Spain. And I meant to say she's in Spain without the S. You know because then it's pain. But I said she's in Spain without the P. And I didn't notice it. 75 people viewed that story. No one said anything. Except Emily. Yep. Who was drunk at and the no time. And no offense to you, Emily, but you are not one of the smartest people I know. <laughs> I love you. She knows it. She was very fucked up, and she slides up, and she goes, Same? Question mark? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Not only did I make a mistake, 75 people saw it, and Emily is the one correcting me. <laughs> so yesterday... Emily, who got a 14 on the ACT. <laughs> Yo, you didn't have to do her like that. I did have to do her like that, because she doesn't listen to this shit. Oh well, in that case, <laughs> let's kidding. roast Emily. No, boom, roasted. But it was so freaking funny. Oh god, I was I was in pain because like that tattoo, I was on my period, so I was just tender in some spots because I was on my period. Everything's your period more makes everything worse. Exactly, and like I feel like the week after your period, you yes. Start, like... Because like my shin tattoo, I took that one like a fucking champ, but it was five and a half hours. So like I had reached my peak, and it was but a I lot was... of stippling. Yes, so that I was, was like. Good. But this, yeah. Straight up. Mm-hmm. A lot of lines. A lot of lines. Yeah. That crazy bitch, I love her to death, and she'll be fine with me calling her crazy bitch. She used a single needle for 90% of the tattoo mm-hmm. to make it that realistic. And I love her for that because this is like, if you go check my Instagram, this tattoo is insane. Like, well, she... Like, when I tell people that it's, like, worth the money and time... I honestly... Because if you're from Hillsborough and you know about Native Ink Tattoo, you know it's not easy to get in, like... It's not easy to get into her. No. Because she has such a big clientele. And because she's incredible. But it's because she puts so much time into, like... Detail. Oh, my God. Well, because I told her when we started the tattoo, I was like, I want the most epic, badass wolf you've ever done. And she's like, I understand the assignment. And so she literally was back there, and she did... She spent almost two full hours just on the muzzle of the, of the wolf. And you can tell when you look at it. And I'm so grateful, but man, oh man, was I done. I wanted to fucking kill her when I was... Oh my God. Mine. Like, up until... Because I got... <laughs> I got a Harry Potter cover-up tattoo because I'm a fucking nerd. Dude, your tattoo's dope as shit. Don't it let really anyone is. say anything. It that really thing's is. impeccable. I... That's the... Um, that is my asset to myself. Yeah. Um, but... I was so fucking ready to kill her because the, at that point I'd only sat for my tattoo that was currently getting covered up by the Harry Potter tattoo, which was like maybe an hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, from design process to end, maybe an hour. Yeah. 
because it was just words. Mm -hmm. And then my ass tattoo that Erica did, which was all of, what, 15, 20 minutes? Yeah, and it's your ass. Right. Very needy area. Which, if you want to get a painless tattoo, get an ass ass cheek is good. Because, like, it was, like, ticklish more than anything. I will say the least painful spot that I have had thus far was the side of my thigh where I have Mm -hmm. snow. So, just from my pain tolerance perspective. you're good. The side of the thigh is a very safe place. I don't have any tattoos on my arm yet, but people have also said that the forearm itself is pretty safe, and so is, like, the shoulder blade, usually. Yeah. Um, the shoulder blade is fine the first time around until you get something covered when you up, get, and then um, that fucking hurts. My rib tattoo was like that, because if you don't know, I had a rib tattoo done by an asshole of a tattoo artist who fat-shamed me, didn't put my tattoo where I wanted, and also made it his own without telling me. But not in a good way. Yeah. And he filleted me. Like, you can tell in the first picture, like, he went so deep that it tore my skin. Mm -hmm. And so the tattoo looked like shit six months later. And I just lived with it for a couple years. And then I found Erica, and she did it. And I was really shocked because my rib tattoo... Shout out to Emily, who we were just shit-talking for introducing us Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Emily knows. You know, it's fine. But, um... So then literally, like, when she was going over it, the tattoo itself didn't hurt too bad. Like, my ribs were pretty mild. But then when she would hit that scar tissue, when your soul leaves your body. Yep. Yes, it does hot damn yes it does but like up until the point of giving my first tattoo covered up which like i have a theory that everyone gets their first tattoo covered up or at least added to mm-hmm. i mean it is state, right? we're two in that club right <laughs> so in my experience no one has their first tattoo uncovered but up until that point i'd only sat for like an hour max and so erica we got like i said we got halfway through i think we got the outline done mm-hmm and she was like, your skin's, like, really red. Like, I don't know if she's going to let us finish this tattoo today. And I was like, that's fine. Like, just stop wherever you think my skin can handle. I'd rather you do that than, you know, rub me absolutely raw. And then next thing I know, here we are seven hours later. And I'm, like, sitting in the chair. And like, she's like, it's okay. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, because I'm, like, I'm, like, five big pieces in. Like, you got this, bitch. <laughs> shut the fuck up. And then Erica was like, ooh, but that hurt. And I'm like, you fucking cunt. <laughs> I know. I love them. I really do. I love tattoos. And, like, it's so weird to put yourself through that pain. I literally, and, like, I know I might have some people come for me for this comment, but, like, literally there was a few times of this tattoo where I was like, this has to be comparable to childbirth because I thought I was going to pass out. (laughs) I was literally like, mother of God. And I tell people, I'm like, it's not the actual tattooing itself. It's this when your body reaches that point of you're done you're done like well, there's a like point your pain sensors get to a certain point where because your body's like anymore. yeah your body's like hey sis it's been six hours why are you still letting someone stab you well if that's if the tattoo had gone even a minute longer i don't think i would have been able to dude when she was done i was like full relief like i just laid there like a dead man and then she was like i was like let me see it and so she took a picture and showed me. Like, there's me. no excitement by the end of the tattoo no. either. I was like, let me see it. And she showed me, and I was like, okay, that was worth every fucking second. Because it is. So she, she kept saying when she was behind me, because I couldn't see anything. No, because it was on your back. Well, that's like mine. Mine's on yeah. the back side of me. And she's just like, it looks so good. I'm like, it fucking better. <laughs> it better fucking look great. But I have, I had give you something to cry about, parents. Mm-hmm. So, like, the last thing I was about to do is be like, I don't think I can do it. Yeah. Oh, that was me. Is like, I knew that I was not leaving that with, like, a piece of my wolf missing. Fuck no. No. There was well, no way. you think about, okay, well, I'm already in so much pain. But, like, if I have to leave and come back, then that's more scar tissue that we're going to mm-hmm. have to go over. And I don't want to fucking do that. No. So, I was literally sitting there, like... I'm just going to handle it. So I was literally like gripping her thing and just crying. And then when she was done, I was like, <laughs> dead. Yeah, by the time you leave, by the time I left last time, I had a very close connection with her tattoo chair. Yeah. 
me and that bitch you were pay. you were on that boy cowboy like cowgirl style i was cowgirl style on that bitch for six and a half hours yeah i was just topping it like in missionary i was just planking on top of it i'm so glad you said missionary it's such a weird segue but i'm so glad you said missionary so i recently got into the stiff socks podcast bro you sent me that clip <laughs> and, and i Okay, I can't not remember what his name is. I know Trevor. I know Trevor from the White Claw. Yeah. Ain't no laws between Claw. Yeah, that's how I think we all found Trevor and Wallace. That's how we, is that, honey, is that no Tommy Lama? Do I move? The fajitas, you know. Them, them sizzling, sizzling motherfuckers. They got the meats that jump off the plate like the 4th of July. I love that, man. So funny. Okay. Hilarious. And also, then, you can really tell how awkward he is as a person in the podcast, and I really, really like that. I don't oh, know why. It's for sure. So funny. But his friend does a lot of the videos with him, but I'm with you. I, I do not know his name. His for some name. reason, I want to say it's Nick. I don't think that's right. I don't know. Um, Getting strong Nick vibes? That's probably wrong. It's going to be like Carl. Anyway, his co-host, unnamed, unnamed. <laughs> is a freaky fuck. Apparently, right? yeah. Like, absolute freaky fuck. I haven't gotten into the podcast, but I need to after that I clip. I listened cause... to it just because of the clip I saw on TikTok. There's been a couple, I think, I don't know if you've sent me both of them, but I saw another one that also had me dying. I also love oh God, when unnamed man grabs the pretzel bucket. Like, yeah, that's, that's his, like... This, this is it. This is the one yeah. I'm talking about. And he's talking, like, they, it's basically, it's very similar to this podcast where they just talk about anything and everything, and just when it comes to them, it comes to them, and they're open books, quite yeah. literally. Um, so we know that unnamed man likes freaky sex. Like, I mean, he's into feet stuff, he's in, like choking spitting sorry but the other one is when trevor gets his first foot job yes that's the one but he is telling trevor he's like you know we just did missionary the other day and like it was the craziest thing she got wetter faster and she came faster and trevor just looks over and he goes yeah that's fucking sex (laughs) (laughs) because every other time he has sex with his girlfriend they like he chokes her they, they like, tie him up spitting tying up and he's just like you know i did missionary it was the craziest thing it was like it, it was so much better for her he's like yeah because it's fucking sex dude you're not fucking torturing her you're having sex with her and that's when he grabbed the pretzel bucket and was like banging on the top of it yeah because it's like shit you got me fam right but i freaking love that it's so funny it, it i my husband doesn't like podcasts but when we were, we were driving we were driving to my family's house on Christmas, <laughs> Christmas, and we were listening to that. We were listening to the podcast because he didn't like podcasts. And by the end of it, he was like all into it. They were literally talking about Nancy Reagan giving blowjobs to my Miss you rest in peace. <laughs> but I guess she gave some sloppy toppy back in the day. But it is a really funny podcast. Oh yeah, I just love Trevor Wallace. I like his sense of humor a lot. Oh He's God. a very funny person. Every time I see a Tommy Bahama shirt, I just immediately think of him. We just look at it like when we're in the mall. We're Tommy Bahama. Oh my God, honey, is that the twenty twenty Tommy Bahama? Get my check. Get my check. <laughs> we have it's... to leave for the airport. Our flight leaves at six p.m. I know it's six a.m., but we have to leave right now. <laughs> I fucking love his videos. I just love like Andy does videos with celebrity DJ Dylan Francis and like I'm not saying that I would love to be friends with celebrity DJ Dylan Francis but I'm also not saying I wouldn't not want to be friends with celebrity DJ Dylan Francis I'm really glad you did mess up a little bit there because you were way too successful with how many times you were able to say celebrity, <laughs> celebrity DJ Dylan Francis <laughs> I love celebrity DJ Dylan Francis I was so glad you messed up at the end because I was like play this- Dancing Queen <laughs> by ABBA <laughs> play Dancing Queen by hey celebrity DJ Dylan Francis play Dancing Queen by ABBA for your birthday I'm gonna get celebrity DJ Francis please I don't have enough pull. My birthday is not till November. You got that is true. Of I do time. have a lot of time. Celebrity Give me DJ a fucking cameo. Give me something. 
Celebrity to Dylan Francis, please DM me on Instagram. <laughs> Pay no mind to the man in the pictures with me. That's my husband. He's okay with it. I didn't ask, but I'm assuming. <laughs> I'll make that decision for us. <laughs> celebrity to Dylan Francis. What are you going to do? He also loves Celebrity to Dylan Francis. Thinks he's so funny. I mean, he is. He's an awkward type of funny. I fucking love fucking awkward love funny. Him. Cause that's how I am in person. Like I, I think that I do a pretty good job of portraying who I actually am. Cause like I'm mostly film when I'm just doing normal shit. Like my Snapchat story was literally my TikToks. Like I used to do that all the time, but then like I got to a point where I stopped cause I felt like my Snapchat friends were probably tired of it. Like I think maybe like like I feel like four people were probably like this is kind of funny, and then everybody else was like quit your shit. Um, So for me, that's when I started posting on TikTok. Like me and Julie literally just like made a decision. the beginning of 2020 we to just went from making fun of people posting TikToks, literally to both like all right we're gonna post but like TikTok. i literally like i know everyone who kind of blows up or like becomes a social media influencer was like i never expected it but like i straight up did not because i was trying to be just more of like my like self and like i still am but like obviously my social media is very much more cow based like i'm not gonna even front right um but like i had no idea that people would just my favorite thing to tell people is that my my best friend quite literally on complete fucking accident got famous on tiktok yeah like got some tiktok thought like completely on accident because she literally posted a video that had been on your snapchat story three years fucking prior yep and then the whole internet falls in love with snow yeah and then there and then i was like oh you like snow i also have this really cute bottle of calf named oswald right now and everyone's like oh my god (laughs) Shouts out to Oswald for coming at the perfect time. Dude, seriously. God works in mysterious ways. The OG. Shout out to Daphne for being a piece of shit mom. <laughs> Walking out on her Daphne, son. Daphne, wherever you're at right now. <laughs> on another. I hope f- you see him how, as a star. <laughs> she comes back five years later trying to accept him as a star. <laughs> hey. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? <laughs> He's like, mom, you weren't here for my, you weren't here for me when I was Drake in the wheelchair. M&M. I'm going to clean out his closet. <laughs> Mom, you weren't here for me with Drake in the wheelchair. You don't get me as Drake with the hits. Oh, my God. After, what, did I tell you this story already? No, but we I, need to take a break yeah, real quick, okay. I think. Well, we'll take a break, and then I'll tell you about my Degrassi story. Okay, because... sounds good. <laughs> we'll All be right. right back. We're back. Yes. Okay. So, before you talk about Degrassi, hang on. I just want to let you know, I was not allowed to watch Degrassi, technically, because I was too young. So, my brother and sister, because my sister... and um, brother are both eight and six years older than me they would watch it in our basement because we had a tv down there and i would literally sit on the top step and sneak watching it dude i fucking love degrassi i'm pretty sure my mom okay so there's different generations of degrassi so there's degrassi high mm-hmm. which was around when like my siblings no probably oh. actually older than that okay um remember my sister's gonna be 34 i know <laughs> but um it's probably because I would assume that she was watching Degrassi the next generation. I don't know. Which is the one that I watched. Okay. Um, because I was far too young to be watching it. Did my mom understand what it was? No. It was on Nickelodeon, so it was fine. <laughs> Nickelodeon when I was growing up is not like Nickelodeon today, people. <laughs> so there's Degrassi High, there's Degrassi the next generation, and then there's another Degrassi that would be targeted to like my sister's okay. generation. So i fucking loved degrassi the next generation and when i tell you i loved it i mean i never missed a fucking episode (laughs) and my sister and i shared a bedroom this is how young i was i was probably eight Mm -hmm. way too young to learn about this shit okay (laughs) but i probably learned more on this canadian teen television show (laughs) than i did in half of my courses throughout my schooling so 
I do this thing where I find comfort in TV shows and movies and I will rewatch them and rewatch them and rewatch them. Yeah, you hyperfixate. I hyperfixate on things, but mm-hmm. I cycle through. Yeah. Okay. She likes to. I like to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. I've seen Grey's Anatomy all the way through six times. Mm-hmm. Sons of Anarchy, four times. We're not even going to talk about Friends and How I Met Your Mother. I've seen it a lot, okay? <laughs> I hyperfixate on stuff. And so I got on Degrassi Talk. Ooh. Thank you, TikTok. Put me on the right side of TikTok. <laughs> Finally. And, yeah, I'm not, I'm not on Duggar Talk anymore. Oh, my God. So she, there's this girl. She posts just, like, clips of Degrassi. And she's so funny. She's so fucking funny. I wish I remember her fucking name. But she'll, like, record the TV or whatever. And then she'll, like, give her comments as it's happening. And she's just so fucking funny. Because she don't put up with nobody's shit. <laughs> and, like, I know she has to be, like, my age or a little bit older, like, addressing these 13-year-old kids in this TV show that aired 20 years ago. <laughs> but so I got on TikTok. And I was like, okay, I'm on Degrassi TikTok again. I'm like, fuck yeah. Now l- let me Google where are they now. Okay? Because mm-hmm. I'm curious. Obviously, we know. Where Drake is. Where Drake is. Started from the bottom. Now he's here. Okay. We got it. We know where he's at. Yep. Okay. We had that little bit of a, like, uh, here's what they're doing when Drake's I'm Upset video came out because he went back to Degrassi High and brought a bunch of people from Degrassi to the music video. Spinner was in it. We love Spinner. Anyway, I have been rewatching Degrassi The Next Generation because I got inspired by TikTok. <laughs> um, so if you didn't know, you can go to YouTube and you watch all the episodes for free. Wow. All on there dang every single one wow so i started watching it and i'm sitting there and spoiler alert i don't know if it's really a spoiler alert because the show literally came out 15 years ago but <laughs> spoiler alert snake gets cancer okay so there's emma sweet little emma sweet little save the world emma nothing bad ever comes to her she's just so sweet mm-hmm. okay her stepdad gets cancer blood cancer Ooh. okay so i'm sitting there fucking crying profusely <laughs> and the acting is so bad no hate to anybody who was on Degrassi the acting is, is it like Twilight bad not that bad okay. they're Canadian so they're, they're already better <laughs> they're just nicer people <laughs> but um, the, so the acting is subpar okay? yeah. it's early 2000s acting regardless mm-hmm. so it's very subpar and I'm sitting there like <laughs> and my husband's like are you watching this shit and I'm like and he's like, what happened? I was like, her stepdad has cancer. He's like, okay. He's like, haven't you seen this already? And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, does he beat it? And I'm like, yeah, but like, he has it now. And it's kind of hard. And so he realizes what I'm watching. He realizes that it's Degrassi. Okay, there's one thing my husband knows about Degrassi and that Drake gets shot. Okay. Okay, we don't call him Jimmy, which is his name is Joe. We don't call him Audrey Graham, Aubrey Graham, because that's his real fucking name. No, only refer to him as Drake. Yeah. So he's like, was Drake in this episode? <laughs> and I'm like, no. Well, why? I thought he was on the show. I'm like, yeah, but that's not how Degrassi works, okay? Sometimes we don't see characters for four episodes. Yeah. Well, where's Drake? <laughs> I want Drake. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Wasn't he supposed to be on the show? And I'm like, oh my God. We just let me fucking watch my show in peace, please? I don't care about whatever you're trying to get at. I know that you're trying to piss me off. It's fucking working. Mm-hmm. Leave me the fuck alone. So, last night he's playing video games, whatever, and his war station <laughs> is right next to the TV. So I watch the TV while he is gaming. Mm-hmm. Which, my husband is trying to get affiliate on Twitch. Yes. So. 
little plug to Bobby Stoker with two R's. Go and follow Mike him. Ginger with two R's. Go follow them. I'll put everything in the description of the episode, whatever. So he's sitting there. He's gaming. And I'm watching. And I had told him. I was like, Drake doesn't get shot until Terry's boyfriend, Rick, comes around. Because Rick is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's a woman beater. Fuck Rick. He put Terry in the hospital in a coma. Terrible. She almost died. Fuck you, Rick. <laughs> anyway. Also, they typecast him really well as a school shooter. I'm just saying, like, they did a really good job. <laughs> but oh <my> <laughs> I know so fucked up. Trigger a really good job. Sorry. Um, and so I told him I was like, when Rick comes around, then Drake gets shot a few episodes later. Well, by God, Rick was in the episode last night, and so he takes. He's like, does he die? <laughs> and I'm like, does who die? I said nobody fucking died. Well, did he get shot? And I'm like, Drake. And he's like, yeah, did he get shot yet? And I'm like, no. What the fuck is your hyperfixation on Drake getting shot? Why are men so it obsessed was so with violence? Traumatic. Like, and I'm like, no. He's like, well, I thought Rick shoots him. And I was like, he does. Just not yet. Well, like, will you let me know when it happens? And I'm like, what the actual why do you care you sat here and roasted me for watching the show and now you now just want to watch... watch drake get shot in the back by the way rick's a pussy <laughs> let's just add that real quick rick is a pussy ricky 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 boy small dick energy <laughs> very small dick energy to be shooting somebody in the back he shot drake in the back shot drake in the back not jimmy it's just so funny because I'm like, first and foremost, why do you give a shit what I'm doing? Exactly. Second of all, why are we hyperfixating on Drake getting shot? It, why? Men love That's violence. One of, the, one of the most traumatic scenes in all of Jurassic the Next Generation. Second being when JT York gets fucking stabbed outside the party and dies. JT York did not have to die. I said what I said. <laughs> he and Liberty finally got together. She was pregnant. They had planned a life together. He was so excited. They're leaving the party. He goes out to his car. Somebody runs fucking by and like shanks his ass and then just takes the fuck off. And then he dies in the street. You know? Who the fuck wrote that? I don't know. But that reminds me of when I got my hat (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Literally. I mean, similar. Not even close. (laughs) Not even. No one fucking died. No, not even in the same realm. (laughs) No. You know what I hate though? Because you were talking about it, and it made me think of it when you were explaining your husband's, you know, hyperfixation yeah. of just asking. Did Drake get shot? We're circling back to Emily. <laughs> God love her. We should do an whole episode on Emily. We'll like we have do, Emily in the middle. I was going to say, we're here and just take our roast. This is <laughs> this is our analysis of Emily as a whole, <laughs> and she's here to witness. Um. No, but like I love Emily to death. I really do. Right. And it's not just Emily that does this. I'm just I only have that on the dome because Emily just did it Sunday. So that's why it's fresh in my brain. Um, I know that I can be annoying when I watch movies. My issue with if I've watched a movie before someone else and I'm showing them, I'll like watch their reactions because if I love something, I want someone else to love it right. or I want someone else to get that joke or get that humor. And I and I realize why I'm so much like that now. It's because I used to watch movies a lot with Emily. That bitch doesn't pay attention. 
what was that what just happened oh my god and like i felt like such a boomer sitting beside her because she'd be on her phone and then she'd look up and be like oh wait shut the fuck up and pay attention you'll know what's going on exactly you were watching the grinch no we actually on sunday we actually were watching like we watched um extraction and then we watched uh there's a movie that just dropped on netflix called sweet girl with jason momoa pretty decent movie i've been in a big action movie kick recently i want to watch don't look up yeah i haven't seen it yet mm-hmm. with jennifer and jennifer um, Lawrence, leonardo dicaprio, DiCaprio and all DiCaprio, them. Jonah yeah. hill and meryl street but yeah. if you haven't watched i haven't seen the movie i just want to watch the movie because i watched the press runs for the mm-hmm. movie and they literally would call meryl streep the goat mm-hmm. she thought the entire time like they were calling her the goat the entire time filming the movie press conferences mm-hmm. whatever she just thought they were calling her like the old goat like she thought it meant because she was old oh my god meryl fucking street so they're doing pictures for like a magazine or whatever and jennifer lawrence is like yeah the goat can go next to me and meryl street goes yeah the old goat the old goat goes wherever people want her to go the old goat this and she goes oh my god meryl do you think that we're calling you old like you know goat strains were greatest of all time right she was like oh no i thought you were just calling me old <laughs> and so she said the rest of the time she would be like i'm the goat i'm the motherfucking goat i mean honestly and all i she can is. think about is how sad meryl street must have been <laughs> thinking, thinking everyone that they were calling her old you're Meryl fucking street. Don't take that kind of disrespect. She is the goat. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, it just it just grinds my gears, man, because I'm just like, listen to watch a fucking movie. I feel like a boomer now. Like yeah, I already like just my feel dad. old. Movie pay attention. I know. Like Sorry. I literally like I hate it. I have to do it with my mom. She'll be like, What's oh my god, fucking it was like living with a toddler this morning. My mom had questions about everything. She thought I had answers to everything. What's everybody's obsession with eyebrows these days? I don't fucking know, Mom. What's that sound? I don't know. What are they doing up there on the road? Fuck if I know, Mom. Like, I lie. I just looked at her and I was like, why do you think I have all the answers? I said, call my older sister. She knows everything. <sighs> Sorry, Sam. I love you if you listen. <laughs> See you Friday. <laughs> <laughs> this will come out the week after, though. <laughs> So by the time she knows you're talking shit about her on the podcast, she'll already be gone. Yeah. So we're safe for another few months. In that case. <laughs> Let me open up my book. <laughs> now, when I watch movies with people that I've seen before, I do similar things. But instead of like that, I watch when people aren't paying attention. And I'm like, you need to fucking pay attention. That's part because the best part of the whole fucking movie. I just hate having to explain things because like I get so frustrated or like my mom will ask me questions and I'm like, I don't fucking know yet. I'm watching the same movie, like especially if it's the first time. Like yep. it was my first time watching those movies with Emily and she's like, well, happen? why did that happen? I don't fucking know. Watch and find out. I'm, I'm right here with you. <laughs> like the only upside I have is I'm not glued to my phone. Who are you texting? <laughs> Who is more important than Jason Momoa? right i mean see and then bruce motherfucking willis was in the le- next movie bruce pay attention willis. to bruce willis Bruce motherfucking willis. please and thank you was driving me nuts but that's literally what i did the whole weekend that i was sick with a sinus infection saturday and sunday all day me and brad just sat and watched action movies that's all we fucking did because i literally have been in such an action movie kick and i love them but i will say i can't get into action movies i love them i watched 007 Mm -hmm. with my ex-boyfriend who we talked about a long long time ago got it um and then the last action movie i went to a theater to see was batman the dark knight rises Mm -hmm. also with that boyfriend i don't know if i think he just gave you a bad feeling it wasn't even that it was just i like i don't like going to movie theater at all anymore because of this because the dark knight rises was when that 
movie theater in Oklahoma got shot at. <gasps> oh my god, yeah. And like we were viewing the movie like two or three days after that had happened. Ooh, yeah. And all my true crime brain thinks about is like copycat. Yeah. Copycat murder. Yeah. Copycat murder. So the whole time I was sitting there watching the movie, my boyfriend's fucking loving it. And you're on edge. And I'm like, somebody's gonna fucking shoot the place. Yeah. And I still hate going I don't like movie theaters that much either. I feel vulnerable in a movie. Yeah. I don't know. I just first of all, you're gonna pay thirty eight dollars to get some snacks. Right. Why are we doing that? Why is popcorn twelve dollars? Precisely. What are we doing? And then you just I don't know. Like I would much rather rent a movie and watch it in the comfort of my own home. Like I just there I have no desire to go and watch it. On demand is such a big thing now. Yeah. I really don't think movie theaters are gonna be that in that. No, and it's sad because like up until that point I really did enjoy going to movie theaters. Oh yeah, it was the favorite thing to do. Yeah, it was really fun to do, especially when you're younger, like it's a perfect like thing to do, you know. Oh, let's go see if there's a good movie on. Well, and it was a good first date thing too, like because Mm -hmm. there doesn't require a lot of talking exactly but yeah i don't know i think i really just think that fucked me up i agree i also when i was younger like obviously this is completely different than a shooting and that's awful to have happen but um when i was really little sam took us to see the first cars me and emily and i was like eight thank you and there was such a bad storm that there was like a tornado warning and like we had to evacuate the Mm -hmm. theater and like that was really traumatizing at eight years old because like i thought we were gonna die because, like, my sister was freshly 16, just had a license, and, yeah. like, my family just trusted her with everyone's life. Like, literally, she had infant Kaylee, and then me and Emily. And so she has to, like, rush us to her fucking Dodge Stratus and take us back. Perfect to- car to drive when you're in a tornado. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to get picked up and flung around. It's a thousand pounds max. And she, like... Like, I remember she was very calm. Like, my sister's amazing with kids. Like, I I like to give my sister shit, but she is phenomenal with kids. Always has been since she was young. And I don't know if that's because she was forced into it being the oldest or what. But, um... But yeah, it just really fucked with me because I already, when I was young, hyper fixated on storms. Like I was nine years old Googling ACCU weather, which is AccuWeather, but I always spelled it out to help me spell it because that's how young I was making sure I was going to this site. And I would track the storm coming in. I'd go outside because I was terrified of them. Every storm I thought was going to turn into a tornado and I would just have so much anxiety. And I just, so at that point, I didn't go back to, I remember Brad bought us tickets for Barnyard and I didn't want to go and he was pissed fantastic movie that's kind of boy tipping does Bustin not kind of look like otis (laughs) fuck every the meme that says every guy with blue eyes i sent that to him remember he's like what is this and i'm like if i look you in the eyes i see this hi otis (laughs) when i look that's boy tipping it's a great movie let's get off arm also a great TV series. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the few movies turned into TV series that was like banger. Mm-hmm. Nickelodeon's not the same, man. Well, like, and it was a movie I really got behind because obviously at that age I had cattle. Yep, I it wasn't something. I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was something that wasn't really talked about. I did still get annoyed that all cows were black and white, and I'm like, there's this thing called beef cows, y'all. I know it's the craziest shit because that's something I still get. People are like, why are your cows like fluffy and don't look sick? <laughs> because these are the 
healthy cows. No, dairy cows are also healthy. They're also healthy. They're just they're just their built... body takes so much out of them to make milk is the problem. Yeah, like their body is focused on making milk, so they don't need to have fat Not and muscle deposits up for the winter. Like yeah, beef cows. my cows are meant to be used for meat, so their bodies are built to have fat and muscle deposits in a lot of different places. So that's why they look chunkier. I'll still always refer to them as the sick cows and the healthy cows and the sick goats and the healthy goats because that's what they look like. Yeah, they look it's sick. Just, yeah, it's very different when you look at a meat versus a milk animal. Very different. Insanely different. That's so crazy. I know. Wow, but that's, that's like really cool. Wow, that's like really cool. I get a lot of people that comment though. Um and I really like I never want to reply to the comment because I don't want people to think that I think it's a hate comment because mm -hmm. I know it's not, but people always be like, What are your thoughts on dairy farms? And I'm always like I have pet cows because I, think I like an, to drink milk because I'm an idiot. Like I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian. I have pet cows because I'm an idiot. Mm -hmm. I loved my animals and I couldn't part with them. And my dad, I'm too much of a daddy's girl. My dad's like, fuck, we're going to keep these cows. And then he fell in love with them. Like I'm still produce, like I still eat meat. I still drink milk. And I love being able to like advocate because there's a lot of farms that even though they use their animals for production, treat their cows with the same love, yep. respect, and like they give care. Them a happy life while they're there. Exactly. Like there is so much work that's been put into making sure that animals are treated with respect yep. and treated the way they should be treated. Yep. Now, are there still bad eggs? One hundred percent. There's always going to be. There's always, but then in that same. But that's not anything. That's in fucking childcare. Anything. But I'm just here to tell you that I have friends with dairy cattle who I get selfies with them kissing and loving on those cows. Even though they're not theirs, they just work on the dairy farms. You know, um, one of my friends on TikTok is Tyler the farmer and he works on a dairy operation and he fucking loves those cows and they are taken such good care of because they're open to the public. That farm he works at up in Maine. They let people come through all the time. So like they ain't got nothing to hide. Do they have but one of the big carousel muckers? That I don't know. I'll have, have to ask him. They, they probably do. That's so cool. That's just the coolest thing to me. Because I grew up, my grandparents milked Holstein so did mine. for 40 years. Yeah, so did my grandpa. And I remember I remember thinking it was the coolest thing. It was one of my favorite things to do was to go help milk. And I just remember my grandparents being like, I don't know why the fuck you think this is cool. Just wait until you have to do it every hard day. Work yeah. every day at 4 a.m. and 4 p.m. But I remember my favorite thing to do would be go down in the milking pit. Because mm -hmm. like the cows would come in. They would eat their feed. Mm -hmm. Put like five cows on each side. Mm-hmm. And you walk down the stairs, and there's all the milking machines, and the iodine, and the wipes, and the rags, and everything. I just think it's so cool to dunk some cow titties and some iodine, clean it <laughs> off, and put the suckers on there. And that's the thing. Like, I know that it's hard for people, but, like, there's so many people that sit there and preach, like, to advocate, but then they still are not vegetarian or vegan. And it's like, what are you right. doing? Like, What I'm is not the saying, difference between what you're doing and what other people are doing? You just don't see it right. is the thing. You're choosing not to notice And like, that's totally fine. Like, I also am somebody who eats meat and still benefits from animal products. But I also love and respect animals. Mm -hmm. And I show that every day that I love my animals. And this is a, we're, we're built different. Like, our farm is just different. We focused on show cattle because I was into it. Now Kaylee is. And I enjoy selling to cute little 4-H and FFA kids. Like, I love doing that. Well, like, and to put, I don't really know how to say this without it coming off weird. So, like, you can love and adore a cow mm -hmm. for its whole life, knowing that you're going to use it for a production animal. Mm -hmm. Okay? For, like, meat. Yeah. Okay? That doesn't mean you should give them any less of a life just because you know at the end of the day they're going to end up on a dinner plate. No different than, you know, there are people that have kids to take care of their other kids via organ donation. Mm -hmm. Okay? Insane. Insanity. So you wouldn't love Joe any less 
because you knew that he was going to be an organ donor. Mm-hmm. Like, if he was dying, you'd still want him to be a happy, healthy person. Yeah. Even though at the end of the day, you're going to profit off his organs. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's just, it didn't make sense. I had a good. It was a good high thought. I'm it, not high. It but was it a, felt it was, like a high. It was thought. a good joke. A great, it was a great joke. joke even. It was. It was almost. It was almost a good analogy. But I know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I get it. My thing, like, it really is like that is something I try to because I love educating. I love mm-hmm. when people ask me questions. I love when I get to like teach people and they're genuinely curious to learn. And I love just getting to share my farm with the world. Mm-hmm. But something I really do want to remember, like, have people remember and drive home is that like, even though people use cattle for meat even though people use cattle for milk they're not abused Mm -hmm. like PETA took takes few clips from things and they make it seem like the end of the world and it's not one of my favorite PETA propaganda pictures Mm -hmm. is it's a guy you share yours then I'll share mine hold it is it the sheep no oh okay mine's the sheep so if you don't know um, to make things like wool coats and stuff, they simply shear the sheep. Okay? You just... Haircut. Clip them like a haircut. Painless. Okay? Doesn't hurt the sheep. It's very humane. It's actually rev- like relieving because right, they have because that they thick... they can't get any of their heat out. No. So, literally all they do is clip them. Like, you're going to the barbershop getting a haircut. Okay? Yeah. Clippers, just bigger size. Worst thing you could do is nick them a little bit. Right. Okay? So, that's literally all it takes to get the wool from a sheep. Yes. PETA... <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. Peter posted a picture for one of their campaigns, and it was, is your coat worth it now? I'm pretty sure is what it said. And it was Something a guy like holding a bloody lamb without any, like, wool Skin, on it. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, you dumb motherfucker. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Nope. First and foremost, we're not taking lamb's wool. Mm-mm. We're taking sheep's wool. Yeah. Okay? Lambs don't even grow wool yet. No. So don't hold the baby sheep. Yeah. All bloodied. Acting like some sheep had to die for someone to get a fucking coat. No. They got sheared, okay? It's beneficial for the sheep to get sheared. Yes. It's also done in a humane way. They flip them onto their butt so that they can't hurt themselves. They can't hurt anybody else. They don't restrain them. No. They just clip them. Yeah. And most sheep, it only takes one time for them to get used to it because they're like, oh shit, this feels good. Yeah. It's insane. Absolutely insane. And PETA... Your, their money goes for those commercials. Less than 10 cents on the dollar goes towards the Same animals. with the ASPCA. Unfortunately, yeah. yes. They get you with those commercials mm-hmm. and everybody pays that money. But the production value on those commercials are so fucking big. How do you think they get Sarah McLaughlin to sing that song? Right. They had She's to not pay doing her. that for free. She ain't doing that for free of the love of the puppies. Anyway, not the shit on Sarah McLaughlin. Fuck you, Sarah McLaughlin. Really quick, I will tell you my favorite PETA clip is they have there's this thing that they use when like worst case scenario on dairy any like especially dairy operations and it basically looks it looks kind of scary until you explain it to someone it's the thing that hooks on their hip bones Mm -hmm. and they can be picked up by like a large piece of equipment and everyone immediately is like oh my god that's inhumane like you drag cows around like that No. no this is what happens let me explain cattle can get sick just like humans and when you're sick, you don't want to do anything. So you may lay down. But cattle, even though they do lay down 10 to 12 hours a day, they can't lay for a long period of time. Just like we'll get bed sores, they'll actually start to have internal organ mm-hmm. damage because how large they are. Yep. So to save the animal, you have to physically make them get up. And instead of using a hot shot or hitting them, they don't want to do that. Those are both inhumane. It harms the animal because you're trying to get an animal who like doesn't want to get up, get up. Yep. And you can't pick up a cow. I'm sorry, Hulk Hogan. You can't. No one is picking up a cow because, first of all, dairy cows are usually over six foot tall at the hips. Yep. And even though they're skinny, they're still 15, 1,800 pounds. 
So they have this machine that goes on their hip bones since their hip bones stick out and it just picks them up real quick. And then they can put the belts on them that are more comfortable and keep them in like a sling. And people are always like, oh my God, doesn't that hurt their hips? And I'm like, have you ever picked up a child by its hips? Right. Our hips are literally our strongest bone in our body. Yep. Let somebody who could, I mean, not me, I'd be lifted up in spirit, but like someone who could actually pick me up by my hips, like just grab me like that, it wouldn't hurt. Um, anybody who does any kind of stunt work and like cheerleading or yeah. acrobatics, the like, worst thing you're is, picking people up by their hips. Yeah. Like it does not hurt them. And it's the only way, like your only other option is to let them die there. It's also not like a log claw that just has two points on it. Like no. it's dispersed. So there's not a bunch of pressure in one spot. To no. Make it painful. And like, yeah, there might be a little bit of discomfort. I'm not going to deny that, right. but it's not hurting the cow. And it's the only option you it have. It also benefits the cow, the cow because you only have so much time before they're going to start having organs shut down because of all that pressure with them laying down that extended period of time. If you have any question about like, sorry, PETA, but if you ever want to fact check PETA, come to us and have a quest. Well, not even that. If you have like any type of question about how like certain things are done even like down to like slaughterhouses and stuff like that you need to go google temple grandin okay? oh my god i Home love girl her revolutionized the production game i got to meet her for like like everything like there's a reason that the stalls are the way they are there's a reason that the runs are the way they are there's a reason that there's light everywhere like there's a reason for everything yes and that woman came in and said we're gonna do i oh, she has such a famous quote and i can't remember it now but she's like i eat animals they're delicious, but we have to treat them right. We have to treat them in respect right. and we have to make sure we do everything we can to keep them yep. safe, healthy, and happy. Yep. So Google Temple Grandin. If you don't know who Temple Grandin is, amazing person. Oh my God. When she I, understands animals on a whole different level. When I got though. to meet her, I was literally fangirling. Yep. I was just like... Also, if you're a farm person and you don't know who Temple Grandin is... Step up your quad. Sorry. But. I love her. She is. She like um, my uh, um, I can't remember if it was my junior or senior year of college, but basically she we would watch a lot of her. Well, even our freshman year in college, mm -hmm. we watched a lot of her videos just on how slaughterhouses are now set up and designed mm -hmm. to make it more beneficial and better for animals. And now a lot of corrals, how we have our corral set up is based off of Temple Grandin. Yep and everything else like she really has done she's an animal scientist yep. but more a behavioralist and she has really looked into animals and what is going to be the most beneficial for them and the best for the animal well she's got sensory disorders too like she's on the spectrum she's on her spectrum yeah. on the spectrum so she understands how scary it would be to go down a dark alleyway with mm -hmm. you know so that's why we put light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why everything is done the way it's done, and it's to benefit the animal. Yeah. But there's a reason they have we quiet do need time. To take a break. Okay. Yep. We may have already missed on some footage because I don't know what time we started again. Eh. Worst case scenario, you just don't get to see our lovely faces. Oh, well. Oh, well. We're going to take a quick break. Be back in a sec. All right. We're back. We are back after on our soapbox of PETA. Well, <sighs> I just, it's so hard, you know? And what's really hard is that it reaches the people that don't understand first. Yes. And then those people are looking for a cause. Mm -hmm. And then they choose that cause and they don't understand. Well, because in like, there's just this like picking apart that our society has really enjoyed doing. Like I yep. see it on TikTok Everyone a lot. A side. Well, and not even picking a side, just picking apart. Like no one can just see a video and not say something because like, I don't let it bother me too much because I know people usually have good intention on my videos, but like I posted a video about how I have a barn cat. Um, 
And I explained in the video, like, I'm going to check to make sure that it's not a pet because it does seem friendly and well taken care of. But I'm going to take care of it nonetheless. And people are like, well, make sure you also. And I'm like, I just fucking said that. Like, I'm not going to just, like, keep, like, I'm not harboring a cat, like, fugitive. Like, I literally am just basically opening up my barn and I'm now feeding it. So that in case it needs a place to stay, it's got one. Yep. It like, knows it's okay. And it knows that it's a safe place that it can keep coming back to. Um, but, like, I don't deal with a lot knock on flipping wood. Like, I'm lucky to have built a great community that, like, most of the time, like, people are genuinely. And I do feel bad because I feel like how people comment on TikTok has made people hyper aware. So, like, people will be like, no hate, no hate at all. But, and then just ask a genuine question. Be like, but it's no hate. And I'm like, if you have a question, I love answering and educating. Yep. Like, you have no issue. But I literally seen a video earlier where this girl was benching. Okay, she was benching and had her hair down and it was something about her gym crush. Read the comments. You really work out with your hair down? Motherfucker, she was making, first, first and foremost, so what the fuck if she does? I don't care if you go to into the gym with a full face and your hair curled. Do whatever the fuck you want. Also, I wouldn't want to lay on my hair no. in a ponytail. Also, ponytails are terrible for your hair. A lot of girls go to the gym now with their hair down. A lot of boys wear their hair down. Like it's no big fucking deal. Why is that the top comment? Why are you so concerned? Nope. Because people have to be some, have something to complain about. That's Ugh. literally what it is. And it Everyone just, has to have something to complain about. It just drives me insane. And like, I think it might be immaturity. Like, I think it's a lot of people in high school immaturity and a lot of people and in insecurity. Yeah, like I think that's what it is because I feel like I probably would have like thought those things when I was younger. Um, so I try not to be like too angry with it. Cause like I never comment back. Sometimes right. if I see a video where like people are really getting malicious, like I'll definitely be like, Hey y'all, let's take a second. Why are we doing this? Like, and maybe comment something like that. But also at the end of the day, it's a TikTok. Yeah. It's, it's not that deep. It's not if that it ain't deep. six feet. It's not that deep. And like, I am just so like, I'm an animal advocate, obviously. Right. I love them. It's one of my biggest passions in life, but I'm not going to shame you if you feed your dog pedigree from Purina because your dog is fed and that's all I fucking care about. My dogs would eat cat shit if I let them. My parents buy really expensive dog food that I feed my dogs, for sure. But I will tell you right now that regardless of what little internet vet tech warrior told you, every single dog food brand, regardless of how shitty you think they are or how low quality, they all have a person that has a PhD that designs the formula for animals. Now, do some have better ingredients? Of course. Do some have more fillers? Of course. But they're all meant to feed dogs. And if you can keep your dog fed on Purina versus what the fuck ever, expensive Yukonuba bullshit, mm-hmm. I'm just happy your dog's fed. Well, I'm like, newsflash, a lot of those brands are just the same thing with a different label on it. Mm-hmm. And also, Purina also makes Old Roy and a lot of other breeds that you thought were super expensive. They're not. They come from one factory where they just change well, a few ingredients. Works at a paper factory, mm-hmm. and like there's all kinds of different. You know, you buy Staples brand paper, you can buy like such and such pound paper. They're mm-hmm. all the same. Like, and I just it doesn't matter if you buy Staples brand paper or Dollar General paper. It's literally the same paper. And he was so mind blown to figure that out when he started working there uh-huh. because there's a twelve dollar price difference. Yeah, in a pack of paper, just like dog food. Like I'm telling you, I like I 
I understand and I'm glad like that people have really taken better care of their dogs like I really do love that but I hate the absolute shame that people get when they're feeding their animals and like because it'll be a video and they'll just like pan over and you'll see a bag mm -hmm. of dog food and then that's all the comments are if you're hyper analyzing like that you got a problem yeah also i love when people are like pedigree is the mcdonald's of dog food yeah and you eat mcdonald's so what does that say about you right we're eating processed Get fillers. Shit on, Stephanie. Every fucking day you eat processed fillers. There's fillers and everything. That, and it's the same people who go and get an 800 calorie fucking macchiato in the morning telling you to make sure you're feeding your dog a fucking raw diet. Really? Because you just ate half your calories for the day. I mean, come on. It's like, just tone. let people live. Like, like I said, we feed fucking doctor something holistic dog food it's it's best breeds it's dumb expensive my mom found it it's ohio based so she likes it and it's cool we have to feed grain free because my dog drama has every health condition you could think of for a cocker spaniel i love him to death but he does he really do have and so we do have to feed grain free but i have no judgment purina pro plan i'm don't care how many people try to go to war with me i'll die on this hill purina pro plan is a good ass dog food for anybody who needs to find a dog food that isn't going to break your bank. Purina, Plo, Pro, Pro, Purina, Purina Pro, Pro Plan is a good dog food. Purina is a good company. I will suck the dick of Purina because I use all of their shit. Um, speaking of dog food, <laughs> there's a dog food plant that's not far from where my husband works. And when he first started working there, he was like, man, every morning it smells like bacon. Like it smells so good outside. And you can figure out what the fuck it was. And you're just like, it smells like bacon. Every time I leave, it smells like bacon. And it smells so fucking good. So finally, one day he like drove out that way. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a Purina. Purina smells like bacon. It's just, he used to think it smelled so good. He's like, it's just so good. It makes me want bacon in the morning. And it's a fucking dog food plant. <laughs> so funny. But I'm sorry to get on a soapbox there, but I just, I had seen, while well, I was scrolling on TikTok with some spare time earlier, I just, every time. If you, But no, like, honestly, if you are scrolling through TikTok and you're hyperfixating on something in a video that's not even meant to be part of the video, you're just straight up looking. You're trying, you... You're trying to fight with somebody. And it's like, why? Why spend that energy? Like, it drives me insane. Because, like, that's some of the reason why I don't like to show my dogs a lot on TikTok. Because with cows, not everybody has cows. That's way less common. Right. So people can't really, like, battle me with what I'm doing for my cows. Right. But, like, with dogs. Majority of the population has dogs. And so they'll, like, like, I took my dogs. And everyone's an expert. Oh, my God. I'm a vet tech. So was I. Shh. It's okay. People do the same thing. Thanks to Brad Mondo with hairstylists. Yes. I don't like Brad Mondo. Oh, we're going to just come for it. We're going to make it this the <laughs> I most... I don't care. Can you please just title this the most controversial episode? Well, I just... I don't. Sorry, Brad. Sorry, Brad Mondo. But I, I don't. And it's... Not, who gives a fuck? Anyway, um, let's not tell people how to cut their hair at home. Okay. Let's not do that. I get it that people are still going to do it. But if they're trying to follow and they're like, oh, here's a licensed hair, here's a licensed hairstylist telling me how to do it, I can definitely do it. No. It's like no, feeding Brad, it. Because then you're encouraging people that don't know what they're doing to try and do something. Coloring your hair at home is one thing, okay? Cutting it, you cannot come back from a bad haircut. No. You have to grow that shit out. That's a commitment that you're making. Yeah. Hair color, I can finesse that. Yeah. Brad, stop fucking teaching people how to cut their hair at home. Well, and I just like, I don't know. Sometimes with his videos, when he says stuff, I'm like, that's wrong. And I'm also, not a hairdresser. Julie is my best friend who's a hairdresser. <clears throat> also, 
I won't be getting any packages from Ex Mondo Hair. Um, I have heard when, some of his products are kind of good, though. I bet they have silicone. <laughs> anyway, so I have watched Brad Mondo for a long time, and I used to really enjoy Brad Mondo's videos. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we um, used to watch a bunch of them all I the time. I used to really love his videos because what he was saying was valid, and I was like, yeah, that's exactly right. Like, yeah, that's exactly right. Now you watch, like, I watch his videos, and because I watch his videos, literally from when he had, like, a couple hundred thousand subscribers, Mm -hmm. he contradicts everything so bad. Yeah. Like, he'll say stuff, and I'm like, but when you started out, this was bad. Yeah. Well, my thing is, like, I'm not a hairdresser, obviously. Julie is just my best friend who's a hairdresser. And he, like, will be like, oh, babe, like, when you went from this color to this color, you should have used 40 volume. No one should be using 40 volume unless you're a hairdresser. No one. Like, I'm sorry, but you need- I don't own 40 volume. You should not be telling people. I got my grandpa some 40 volume developer to bleach out some old deer skulls, okay? Like, you should not tell people to use 40 volume because their hair is black and they want to go blonde. That is asking for people because I'm not a hairstylist, but I just know from Julie being my best friend that bleach processes at different times. And if you don't get that off there, there's a 10 minute window from where your hair is okay to ramen noodles. A part of my problem is I think the reason that he says the stuff that he does is because he likes the reaction that it gets out of people. Yeah, that's Here's a hairstylist telling me that I can go from black to blonde at home. Please don't tell people that. No. You're like encouraging such bad behavior. And I'm not a person that shames somebody for cutting their hair at home. I understand. I used to do it. Every fucking hairstylist used to do it. And if you have a hairstylist that says, I never did that. They're fucking lying. Sorry. Said it. They're lying. They've all done it. They've there's all no, done yeah, it. there's, I actually have never done it. No, I meant like hairstylists. Oh, I was going to say, I'm terrified. Say they've never colored their hair at home we've all done it that's how we all figured out we liked hair yeah. we were fucking with our own hair yeah i do not shame people for doing their hair at home i will not shame people for doing their hair at home i understand that financially sometimes it's easier yeah 100 mentally it's sometimes easier some people can't bring themselves to leave the house completely get that especially now with covid but i will never encourage somebody to do their hair at home especially not a haircut no anything past your bangs sorry do not do it sometimes no. you shouldn't even do your bangs i would not but like especially over covid he was like encouraging people like i was out of work for two months because daddy dewine shut us down because of the rona yeah okay valid i get it yeah and here's brad mondo on youtube teaching people how to cut their hair because salons were closed down because of covid go to also a haircut. realize that when you're teaching people how to do that they're gonna be like, okay, well, I can do it at home myself. And then you're taking business away from, from other hairstylists. Yeah, like, and I'm not trying hairstylists to... Hairstylists who actually do hair to make money, not just talk on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be on YouTube, so I'm not trying to... No, it's not even that. It's just, he's not working in the industry. Yeah. He's no, I, I get himself to a different place. Yes, so don't make people go out of jobs, because then people... Because, like, he is very big now. I mean, every single hair fail video, you go, Brad Mondo's gonna find me, or, like, on TikTok, it's, Brad Mondo's gonna find me. So, like, yeah, people will come in and be like, well, Brad Mondo said, and it's like, okay, but, like, he is a hairdresser, but he doesn't know every single right. thing. Just, like, no I hairdresser. Don't, I don't know everything. Yeah. I just... What got me was just telling people, like, oh, huh? Like, just, like, giving advice is one thing, but just being like, oh, well, if you wanted to go that dark, like, you should not use 20 volume. You should always use a lower volume if you're doing it at home because you don't want to ruin your hair. Right. You're not at a salon well, where... Well, the reason that hairstylists do, like, try to prevent people from using box color is box color developer is always 40 volume. Yeah. You don't need that. If you're just touching up your roots, you need, like, 6 to 10 volume. That's yeah. it. But... 
he just contradicts himself so bad and then you teaching people how to do stuff so they don't have to go to the salon you're taking money out of somebody else's pocket yeah i lost several clients when we came back from the shutdown yeah mostly because they decided that they didn't need to have their hair done every four to six weeks which is fine yeah that's some of them because they couldn't afford it but some of them also learned how to cut their own hair at home yeah that was a client every six weeks that i lost yeah and then you have brad mondo who at one point i'm sure did work in a salon but now is making majority if not all of his money from his business from his business and youtube yeah doesn't have to worry about if people are sitting in his chair or not yeah so sorry brad mondo (laughs) just saying I have heard his products were good, but like you said, there there might be the chance that there is silicone in them. Well, I don't know. I've never used them. I that's I just I don't know. I don't know. We all have those things that irk us. I get it. I've had people. His contradictory behavior is what irks me. I've had people. I've watched people, which I won't go on a soapbox because we need to end our episode soon. But I have had. I've watched people give very incorrect information on the ag industry that really upsets me yep. like i've seen people say that mama cows are so aggressive to their babies that's Keto. why they separate them that's not why you separate them no. be honest tell them that you separate them because then you use the milk for human consumption after you get the colostrum and then you bottle feed babies yep. just be honest with people don't say that mama cows are so aggressive and so violent and that's not. why you separate I mean, them more, but they're not it's like very low amount actually and chances are they're going to be more aggressive to you as a person than they are to their baby no Mom, cattle are such maternal animals don't spread that lie just to get you less hate because you are a dairy farmer just be honest and open with people and explain to them simple as that that's your job as an advocate yes that's your job as an advocate for anything is to explain all the nitty-gritty details i always am transparent i let people know anytime there's something good bad or ugly on my farm because i want people to know that this still is real life there is still animals that i'm taking care of and sometimes i can't do what i like sometimes i don't win and sometimes that animal has to be put down because it's the best for them well and that's the other thing is you have to if you don't have the right things on your docket then people are gonna know but that's what feeds the pita type of thing like don't lie just because you don't want hate nope. i understand that the community well, at the end of the day it doesn't matter what reason you say that you're taking babies away people are just oh you're taking babies away yeah that's it so you might as well give them the correct information as to why you're doing it because they know right they know at the end of the day so don't lie and say well yeah like no just tell them okay do you drink milk yes that's why we do it my grandparents, um, very small scale milk production, bottle babies all the time. Yeah. If they had moms or milkers that didn't produce as much milk, mm-hmm. then they would let them keep their babies because they produced enough to sustain their babies, not enough to, to be, be on a the production milker. line. Yeah. But it's a very, it's very common thing. If it's yeah. a milk production animal, they need the milk that they produce to make money so that yeah. they can keep doing what they're doing two percent of the world is farmers that's why we have such large operations because such a small amount of people are feeding such a large amount who don't understand and who disrespect the industry industry so much they don't understand and that's why i have taken it upon myself to want to be an advocate to make sure that people understand i don't think anyone's dumb i don't think any question is dumb just make sure that you actually are learning from a reliable source ask a farmer who's in the trenches don't go to PETA, who's profiting off of giving you those sad videos so you'll send them money right. that's my last words well, sorry for a heavier podcast we got episode contradictory or controversial today but that's fine listen sometimes you got to do it i said what i said i said what i said Hope you guys come back. Love you, Brad. (laughs)
hope you guys come back next week after our very controversial episode i just felt like Sorry choosing violence anybody yeah i definitely that's never my intention i don't intend to offend anybody either i'm just letting you know that this is what it's, I'm it's good. It's good to hear from an actual hairdresser who benef- is making all of her money from, from being a hairdresser. Hair. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that is a different perspective. It is. But, but we're gonna get off here. We hope you had a happy new year. Yes. All the socials will be down below. I will link Mike and Caleb's um, twitches. twitches. Go follow them. Let's you pray that have, you don't even have to watch them. Just give them a follow. <laughs> Let's pray 2022 is better to us, please. And we'll see you guys next, next week. week. Peace out. Bye. Bye.